you know, when we started the blog in 2006, they're like, hey, you, did you have you run out of places to eat? And we're like, no. We're just getting started. <laughs> Every year we have a new project, and I'm saying we're just getting started. <laughs> Welcome to the National Podcast of Texas. I'm Andy Langer. Our guests this week, taco journalists Jared Neese and Mondo Rayo. The pair have a new TV show on Robert Rodriguez's El Rey Network. It's called United Tacos of America. After initial shows covering Houston and Lexington, Kentucky, the series' third episode, airing Tuesday, October 29th, takes them back to Texas for an Austin-focused episode that includes an exploration of the city's barbecue taco fusion. Austin's home for the pair, who almost single-handedly put taco journalism on the map, first with a popular blog and then later with two books. In 2013, they released Austin Breakfast Tacos, the story of the most important taco of the day, and then in 2016, The Tacos of Texas, which had an online companion video series. United Tacos of America follows the pair on a cross-country road trip which our own taco expert, Texas Monthly Taco editor Jose Relat, says works mostly because tacos aren't just props. They're a doorway to a greater story. On our show, we talk about that greater story, about immigration and migration, and Texas's best taco city. Hint, it's not Austin. We also discuss what it means for taco journalism. The Texas Monthly now has a taco editor. And about the big nerdy taco question of our times. Are burritos tacos? This is Jared Neese and Mondo Rayo. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Yeah. So our new taco editor, who we'll discuss in a moment, <laughs> speaking mm -hmm. of your show, says tacos aren't just props. They're a doorway to a greater story. That's what this thing's about, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. So culture right. as much as tacos. Exactly. Uh, you know, what we say is, uh, we use tacos as the Trojan horse to understand people, um, issues, and the culture, really, you know, because you can't really eat a taco without understanding kind of where it comes from. And, and you know, growing up in Texas, there's like, you know, a tradition that's just deep in the state, whether you're, you know, of Mexican heritage or not, you know, you're eating a freaking taco. <laughs> Given the border situation, is this unfortunately exactly the right time to be telling the story of tacos? Uh, yeah, it is unfortunate that, that that is the time we're living in, but, uh, and we do see a lot of, uh, you know, the stories that we're telling throughout the United States and the border in particular, um, they're, it's very current issues. Uh, if it's, uh, you know, we're talking about gentrification and in certain parts of the country we're talking about street vendors rights and yeah definitely at the border we were you know feeding uh, asylum seekers at the respite center and uh you know that's uh in it's that's some real real stuff happening down there yeah. uh it's uh it's it's a little overwhelming to be in like the room with everybody there's there's a the catholic charities are running a respite center that there are 500 people a day coming through uh with nothing with no food no I mean, the clothes on their back and mm -hmm. haven't eaten in a couple, you know, some of them haven't eaten in weeks. It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but, you know, we, we use the, the taco as this vessel to, to tell these stories because, you know, 
for for whatever it's worth, you know, some people aren't going to go and click on a link that says, hey, come check out these asylum seekers, you know, but they'll say, oh, hey, oh, what's this? Uh, these uh, ranch style cooking tacos, you know, so, mm -hmm. so, you know, you come for the tacos and, you know, you stick around long enough. We're going to tell you, give you some history lesson. Go a little, go a little deeper into, into the culture with the food. Yeah. And, and you know, I think... Uh, uh, definitely when you think about what, what the taco represents to, pe to people, I mean, across, not only in Texas, but across the U.S., um, it's the, the story of immigration, you know, and it's some of it, uh, some of these tacos were here before a lot of the, a, lo a lot of the American states were established, right? But it's also, uh, you see, you know, the, the things that we're say that we saw, uh, in McAllen and Brownsville, in Brownsville. And that's some real that's some real stuff happening there, you know. And and what better way to tell these stories than through you know through that vehicle, which is the taco. It's not just that the taco represents immigration, but the taco itself and the varieties of it are the product of immigration. That's right. So yeah. regional varieties all stem back to immigration. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is if you're, um, you know, what, what we hope is that if you're even new to even tacos, that, you know, you'll kind of take the time to understand who's serving it to you, who's making it for you. Um, and and, you know, how is it uh, intertwined with the local region? Like, you know, we were in Kentucky. People ask us, well, oh, really? Like. Kentucky, why are you there? <laughs> Actually, we got some 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 uh, some feedback from some Californians <laughs> saying, like, why you're going to Kentucky and not, you know, uh, our city in California. But the thing is, is that there's like just like immigration, uh, just like Mexicans and just like you know Latinos everywhere, they're making do with what they have, you know, and they're uh, in Kentucky. You know, it was the the um, the horse parks and the racing that's kind of was kind of what brought immigration uh, to that region but you know and then they started making their own food because that's what people do they love to make the food that they miss whether it's their family recipes or something that they had from home that's thousands of miles away um, and then they figure out a way to make it did you know the Kentucky story before you went <clears throat> Chasing the Kentucky story for a television show? Uh, yeah, we did. We did. We have to do a lot of research um, and uh, developing the, the treatment for the show, the whole series, obviously. There's uh, eight episodes, but really f uh, focusing on not only like what is that taco style? Um, and in some cities, it's uh, a very specific taco, right? So like, say, birria in Los Angeles. Um, or uh, in Kentucky, it was Southern Cuisine meets Mexican flavors. And so we had to not only figure out like what is the the iconic dish or food or taco there, but does it have a, also uh, interesting characters and and people that are willing to actually be on camera with us? We more so go to the places that that uh, you know you go to with your parents or your grandparents, versus you know the ones with the PR companies, PR agencies that are, you know, you found a lot of other television shows that come out, you, they kind of, you know, they, they're on the circuit, they hit the same places in every town. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're definitely get a little bit off the beaten path when it comes mm -hmm. to that. And I think that's, that's where we find like the real stories is, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's a different, 
it's a different way of like thinking about how the the tacos uh, are made. You know, it's not this huge industry. It's a, you know, it's a usually a family. You know, all the members of a family, like in New Orleans, like the mm-hmm. whole family works at the. There was like restaurant. nine of them. <laughs> Everybody had a job. Yeah, and so it's uh, you know they're not taking anybody's jobs. They're they're making these jobs for themselves. They're providing these services to their community. They're providing the food for their community. Uh, these things that they're missing, and then you know, like in New Orleans, we saw that. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time growing up in Louisiana, and there were not a lot of Latinos in Louisiana back in the 90s, 80s. Um, there just weren't. You know, I mean, for it, it was there was white people and there were black people, mm-hmm. and that was pretty much it. And that was the segregation. Uh, but you know, post Katrina. Uh, especially post Katrina, you see a lot of immigrant labor coming in to help rebuild the city. Mm-hmm. Um, those people establish their lives there. And so the next thing that comes is their food. And so then you have, uh, you know, New Orleans just uh, built a statue for migrant workers, uh, which is a huge thing. I mean, from from not having pretty much any Latinos in, mm-hmm. a, in a state to now, you know, building them a statue for helping rebuild the city. Um, yeah, that says you know, a it's lot. Pretty, it's pretty special. So in theory, because of migration, the argument that maybe you can't trust Mexican food east of the Mississippi <laughs> may not hold. Nah. Yeah, we, we, we've been all over this country, and we can definitely say there are Mexicans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a lot of people were, uh, you know, saying, like, you know, in Texas especially, it's like, it's like yes, you know, some people immigrated and brought their tacos here, and, and they crossed the border. But in some cases, the border crossed them. You know, they were here before there was tech, you know, this was Mexico. And, uh, you know, they were like, we were always here. The border just crossed us. Mm -hmm. And so now we're here. So. Right. So there's there is that that phase of like, where where does it start? Where does this, you know, um, you can go all the way back to the Aztecs, you know, who were making nixtamal tortillas. And, uh, you know, they they didn't have tacos because they didn't they didn't speak English. Right. Yeah. And then I think, you know, you also see the migration patterns from different regions. You have like Jalisco style. You have um, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, like in New York, um, Puebla, you know, it's a nickname, Puebla, York. You know, a lot of people from Puebla are moving to Queens. Um, And so you also have like uh, in the 70s, a lot of migration from Michoacan. Uh, the birthplace of Garnitas, you know, up go up to uh, Pilsen neighborhood in Chicago. And so you you do see kind of that pattern where, you know, then you have like now uh, uh, second to third generation um, uh, taqueros, if you will, and tortilleras that are still making those traditional dishes. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say that, you know, like, uh, you know, we have carnitas here in Texas, obviously. Um, and, uh, and you know, I'm from El Paso, so, you know, we're diehard carnitas fans, so, right? But, you know, one thing that we say about uh, Chicago is why the carnitas are so iconic there is that there was, like, you know, a direct line from, um, it's actually a hop and a skip. Uh, uh, they skipped over Texas. <laughs> so the, their carnitas is as legit as, it, the, as they are in Michoacan. You know, they didn't get stuck in the in the they didn't get muddied in the, muddied in the, queso in the, in the Tex-Mex <laughs> queso waters. <laughs> they kept it. They kept it pure. Yeah, exactly. There's a couple of Texas-centric episodes of this mm-hmm. show. Is your argument, and I think it's an argument you made in one of the books mm-hmm. that Houston is the best place in Texas for tacos? Well, it's is the most that diver- still fair? Houston's the most diverse city in the United States, yeah. the most diverse big city in the United States. Right. And because of that, we think it's the best taco city 
because that the, there's the diversity in the people, there's the diversity in the regions of Mexico, mm-hmm. and then there's the international diversity too. So you have this many different regions. You can get amazing Al Pastor. You can get you know Mexico City style. You can get uh, a ton of like we explored in, in the show was a you know the Asian taco scene, which is mm-hmm. you know just all these different cultures. You put them in the same place, and they're just going to kind of you know adapt to the to the flavors to the recipes. Like oh, put that in a tortilla. Oh, put, you know take mm-hmm. this. And so it's it's this really kind of melting pot of all this stuff uh you know i think you know uh as far as the best taco city in the united states uh you know we, you know there's a, a little bit of i don't know if there's much uh uh controversy it's no, probably LA. los angeles yeah los <laughs> <laughs> no so de- it, yeah definitely i think for me definitely houston represents that because i think houston represents the future of america and it's that this melting pot and it's a beautiful thing um, and, and, you know, other cities like, you know, in South Texas, you have like San Antonio, you have um, the Valley um, and Laredo. You, have, you know, you can get some great, um, great breakfast tacos or mariachis in Laredo, um, street tacos, you know, down in, in Brownsville, um, you know, in Carnitas in El Paso. And, you know, so there's certain regions that have a certain style that really kind of but I feel like. Uh, Houston does have kind of that complete, the complete tortilla. In <laughs> Houston is this interesting, diverse place. Yeah. If we track the history of tacos in Houston, are we able to see where that was an indicator, a bellwether of Houston turning into this interesting, diverse place? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, it was, you know, uh, just right there. It's a port city. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so with with the, the history, uh, we look back into the history and as well as the, the industry is like who's working at who's working, you know, whether it's the um, the fields to who's the service, who's where where the where where the shops are being set up um, and then the commerce, you know, so so you kind of get all that uh, where where we are in Texas, you know, is Houston's kind of like that gateway to the other the other parts of uh of the south you know so i think Mm -hmm. i think that that definitely has something to it in the barbecue world the cousin to the taco world (laughs) (laughs) taco cousin cousin. (laughs) (laughs) if you were the best in texas let's say you're franklin barbecue Uh then you're the best in the world that that's sort of undisputed if you're if you're looking at at brisket yes yes doesn't work that way with the tacos because you're <laughs> no. saying Los Angeles is still better. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, they're the they're the original. They're yeah. the OG. You know, that's where the taco scene started. Yeah. It was in Los Angeles. And, and, it, and it all came from immigration of people coming up and working the farms and the uh-huh. fields. And, you know, it's the same thing anywhere you go in this country. If there are people working hard labor, hard jobs, it's usually black and brown people, mm-hmm. you know, and then those people are going to want to eat food that 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 their taste buds are telling them they need that they're you know that they remember that they brought with them you know mm-hmm. like uh in, in the in the uh, kentucky episode he's like you know immigrants bring two things they bring their underwear and they bring their recipes you know that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> as a consumer is there a telltale almost foolproof thing that separates the taco men from the boys <laughs> in terms of Making quality their- and being able to gauge yeah. a, re- a, a given restaurant. Making their own tortillas. Yeah. 
Yeah, for yeah. sure. How, I mean, mu- how much how much uh, flavor is in their their refried beans? The beans, the bean. <laughs> I mean, for me, like the litmus test is definitely the tortillas, the um, the beans, the refried beans, and the um, and the salsas. You know, you have yep. a good salsa, and it doesn't have to be super spicy. You know, it has to have a nice flavor. Um, uh, although although I do it. love my spicy salsa. <laughs> But usually those three, those kind of three things where, or when you walk in and you feel that you're part of that neighborhood and, and you feel that, you know, they treat you, you know, uh, like another friendly face, you know? Um, and it, and it's not just something that they're just trying to, you know, get you in and out, you know? So, so I think part of that is, is the environment of what, what does it make you feel? And it makes, if it makes you feel like you're eating at your grandmother's house, then that's solid. Tradition versus trendy. Mm-hmm. And there are trendy tacos of any moment. Sure. Are they easier to dismiss as hokey <laughs> because it's a food based in such a rich tradition? Mm-hmm. Every time one of these trends pops up, are you naturally skeptical because of the tradition of the taco? Or does it have to evolve? Yeah, we look back. I mean, you know, it, that that's a that's a thing. It's like what what is what are what are where do these traditions start? Mm-hmm. You know, like you go back, like you know, some people are like, oh, you can't mess with al pastor because that's Mexican. You're mm-hmm. like, well, that that's actually you know the, you know Middle Easterners were you know immigrated into Mexico and they mm-hmm. they they used the the shawarma the the, yeah. the you know the, the, the that's they adapted that style. Yeah, they switched so, from lamb to to, to pork. Yeah. You know, but this very similar style. Yeah, and so it's like you know, and then you know the you know bulgogi tacos in Houston, or or you know the you know kogi beef or whatever. They're mm-hmm. uh, it's you know like it's not just because it's not something that they made a you know a thousand years ago or um, it's a new thing. It's like they Asians do grilled beefs really well, and they go really well in a tortilla. You know, it may not be the most uh, old school, authentic. You know, mm-hmm. but what is authentic at, the, at a certain point? Like we don't, yeah. you know, we, we don't try to get caught up in those labels. And you know, if a good taco is good, then we like it. And mm-hmm. you know, if it's so, you're not purists in that sense. No, I mean, I think, I think, I, I don't think I'm a purist because I'm always, I'm always like exploring kind of like what's the next taco, you know, and um, and and there's there's so many, you know, that that you're just we're just you know obviously going outside of texas you know so say for example uh, first time in in louis in, in louisville um uh had my first bourbon carnitas taco and that was amazing <laughs> it was sweet it was delicious and so but it was it wasn't traditional like like you would say no. you know like in uh you know when mondo mondo's a, a grassroots cocinero that's right <laughs> he cooks dj a- carnitas <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we provide our own sound effects yeah, if you didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and then you know he cooks a very traditional carnitas which is uh, you know pork shoulder skin uh, yeah. belly the uh, ears all kind of stuff yeah. you know but, but we're in uh, you know middle of Kentucky and he's you know this a uh, sous vide uh, pork belly for 24 yeah. hours right and then he you know he, he drops it in the fryer and that's his version of carnitas and it's right. you know that's mono didn't like you know oh scoff at it like oh that right. isn't what how i make my carnitas yeah you know it was delicious and yeah. he put a lot of love and time into it and you know that's carnitas too yeah there, there's definitely um you know it obviously this is a personal preference but there's a generational thing too where like if my uncle saw me 
um, make the carnitas the way I make them, he'd be like, what are you doing? You know, you're messing up, you know, <laughs> you're messing with the culture here. <laughs> you're not being a good Mexican. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, like I'm, I'm always playing in the kitchen and, and figuring out recipes and everything like with food is always trial and error. And, um, and you know, but going back to, I think your, your trend question, um, you know, the, what I see is like people that use these kind of, of uh, terms or phrases, um, you know, that might be a new taco for them. You know, we, every time we do something, uh, people ask us, Hey, why are tacos trending now? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, they, tacos been trending since my, you know, beyond my abuelita's generation. <laughs> but there are people who are interested in tacos now who might not have been, mm -hmm. sure. largely based on what well, your blog started in 2006. Mm -hmm. There's now a taco editor here. There's yeah. a television show with with you guys. There's obviously Instagram culture. Yeah. How much has what we order when we walk into a taco stand changed because right. of all those things? Oh, yeah. That has changed, That right? has changed, for sure. And I think because people are more willing, they want the nice, you know, uh, the nice shot, the beauty shot. And, and, and it's kind of like uh, when you try uh, something that's kind of outside of your maybe safe space and you see somebody else actually doing it i'm like hey i'm gonna do it too so part of that is is that influence of us going out there and, and one of the reasons why we kind of started writing uh on taco journalism was to you know give all these small trailers and and mom and pop shops just just you know a little bit of light and say hey you know what these, you know, you don't have to stay downtown in Austin to eat a good taco because you can't eat a good taco. <laughs> Just go, you know, like half a mile down the road. And and so I think it has, you know, it has influenced, um, I think, what people are ordering. It has influenced what, what uh, people are willing to try. Yeah, as but well. we, we always say, you know, Tex-Mex is the, the gateway taco. You know, a crispy taco, it's safe, mm -hmm. it's easy, it's known, it's a known thing. Uh, but if they eat that, then maybe they're willing to eat, you know, a soft shell crispy, a soft shell taco with picadillo. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, that was good. Maybe I'll I'll try some other types of meats. And yeah. you know, it's uh, and it is it is trendy. You know, tacos are are the thing right now. You know, like you just watch a baseball game and every, every commercial has a taco theme to it. You know, it's just <laughs> there's uh, it's everywhere. Yeah. You Do know? you worry about peak taco? I don't. Oh, I don't. I never no. worry about that. No. I mean, not. the people were, you know, when we started the blog in 2006, they're like, hey, you did you have you run out of places to eat? And we're like, no. We're just getting started. <laughs> every, every year we have a new project, and I'm saying, we're just getting started. <laughs> 15 years later, we're just getting started. Yeah, overnight success. <laughs> when, you start, when you started, though, taco journalism was kind of a funny way to describe yeah. what you were doing yeah we started and it. now it's maybe less funny <laughs> yeah i mean you know yeah. we, we didn't yeah. ask permission you know we you know we were eating tacos for different reasons back then <laughs> <laughs> lots of hangovers yeah <laughs> right and everybody's like you know what's your favorite tacos like am i drunk or what's over what's yeah um, you know we started taco journalism uh, to to help spread the word about these places, but but when we started, there was no Yelp, there was none of this stuff, you know, and so you know you had some, these big taco places opening up that had big PR machines, and mm -hmm. everyone's like, you know, people come to Austin and and it's like, oh, 
I, I just came to Austin for South by or ACL. It's like that, they invented tacos in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> you know? that, that's where they're at. I ate a breakfast taco. That's yeah. where they were invented. And we're like, well, yeah, okay, not so much. But, uh, you know, just uh, here are some other options or, uh, you know, you know, as I'm the, you know, the token gringo, Mondo's <laughs> a token Mexican guy. And so for, you know, a lot of the, you know, my fellow gringos, it's like, oh, maybe they're afraid to walk into Rosita's Al Pastor or, you know, Tacos mm-hmm. La Flor or stop at this place. I'm right. like, hey, you know, as your resident gringo, I can tell you it's totally safe. <laughs> yeah. They want you in there. It's like a family. You know, they're yeah. just somebody's they family. You're opening the doors. You know? They're not going to like even even if you can't speak Spanish, just point on the menu what yeah. you want, you know, or just look at the round. It's, yeah. um, you know, we just tried to open those doors to a lot of these places and uh, kind of demystify a lot of that you know, behind the taqueria door. Right, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, I think, yeah, I think across America, you know, that's why we really focus on one style uh, for this show. Uh, It's not just like, we're going to go to the city and try all the tacos. And so, because we want to inform and educate in a fun, entertaining way around these different styles and I you know yeah I think America loves the crispy taco and that's great so let's graduate them to birria (laughs) you know because birria is just pot roast (laughs) (laughs) along the same lines as the purity test if the guy sitting in the cube next to me his favorite taco restaurants or taco deli and torchies Mm Do you look at them with side eye or uh, well, it's they're eating tacos? I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to hate on anybody. We don't, nah. We're not haters. Yeah. We're not hating anybody that <laughs> eat tacos. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, maybe that's not our favorite taco, but if, if they eat that taco and they like it, then more power to them, man. Yeah. Like, you know, there's maybe that's, you know, we, we don't need to give, you know, Taco Deli and Torchies, like, you know, they, they got plenty of advertising. Yeah. They, they got a built-in audience, like, you know, we have our preferences over the two, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we're not hating on anybody. That's just not our, yeah. our style. No, and I think, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I guess you if you just like Tex-Mix, I would consider those gateway tacos. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so but if you're gonna eat Tex-Mex, maybe go to Habanero, or maybe yeah, go to exactly. you know Mazo Rancho, or, yeah. or El Patio, or something. Yeah, you know? you know the thing is, is uh, you know we what we're trying to do is is really focus on on kind of what what is this taco culture here in the U.S. Um, and how do we really look at what people are eating and and kind of taking them to kind of that next level. Um, and so they started in Austin. Awesome. Now let's go do a road trip to San Antonio <laughs> to get some real tortillas <laughs> and breakfast tacos. But yeah, I mean, the show is about that. It's about um, finding these similarities that you may have with, you know, in the, the political climate we're in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there, a lot of these people, you know, they're considered others or there's they're, they're this other person, this other, you know, community. But you know when when you when you eat someone's food, when you like sit down with them, when you go in their restaurants, they become they, they don't become this other person. They become part of their community, and it's just like okay, I can I, I I get it now, you know. And you see places like Kentucky where you know they started out there weren't weren't many you know white white people in their store, but then slowly like you bring a friend, okay, this is mm-hmm. cool, okay, then it's like you know, you know it changes people's perceptions of 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 someone whenever whenever you, you kind of sit down and, and eat their food. Yeah, and I think like when you think about what these 
small mom and pop shops or even you know entrepreneurs that are just you know starting off uh, you know on the side you know on a sidewalk in LA the back of their truck in a back of their truck and in a taco truck um, at, at, you know in a pop-up in Humboldt Park mm-hmm. and and you know these people are feeding America you know and and when you think about who's eating these tacos is blue-collar folks people that are building our cities um, it's it's teachers it's radio host you know <laughs> and and so when you think about kind of when you really start to think about kind of the impact of all these places you know they're they're really um doing a service to this country and um and it's delicious <laughs> perhaps you've heard that we hired a taco editor at we Texas have. monthly yeah we know jose <laughs> you know jose were you surprised at just how much attention that announcement got? Well, it's a, it's you know I think whenever you guys hired Daniel for barbecue editor, yeah. I'm pretty sure we were the first ones like, hey, if you guys need any taco editors, <laughs> you let us know. You know, but then we 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 done yeah. our own thing. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's a, it's you know people like just like uh, they they you know what do you guys are? Well, we're taco journalists. They're like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like we are. We're not. Yeah, uh, you know, we're not taco critics. We're not taco. Uh, you know, entrepreneur, whatever. We're we we want to know the stories behind these uh, tacos more, more than just the you know the beauty shot, like we like to call it. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a cool thing to be a taco editor. You know, yeah. I think <laughs> like, it's a hashtag now. Yeah. No, I think I think it's. I mean, I actually wasn't surprised because it's. You know, when you think about anything that you put out that's taco related is going to get, I mean, if you have, you know, uh, King James trying to buy Taco Tuesday, <laughs> you know, so, so I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's a good thing, you know, and we don't need just one. We don't need just a couple of taco journalists and one taco editor. We need more, you know, and we, we work with our, we talked to Bill Esparza, mm-hmm. you know, the author of Ale Mexicano. Or Steven, in, Alvarez, uh, Steven Alvarez. Steven uh, Alvarez. He teaches a course on taco literacy. In exactly. Queens. He's out, out in Queens. and Or um, Leslie Le- Tellez, yeah. who taught us how to make our own nixtamal corn tortillas. And, you know, there's just so many people out there that 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 can say and are kind of sharing their culture and their love for that food in, in different ways. So I think it's it's a great thing. I should have had the professor on. Yeah, instead of you. Yeah, guys. I know. Yeah, <laughs> what a, he's amazing. What, what am I doing here, <laughs> Doctor Alvarez? <laughs> but ultimately, it adds to the legitimization. Yes, um, that's true. And ideally, it becomes less of a novelty. Yeah, yeah, and it becomes yeah. just you know you know tacos are, are tacos are American as apple pie, mm-hmm. like we like to say. It's you know, while you know, and and they're probably as, as popular, if not pop, more popular than hamburgers these days. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing. You know, it's a, like if it, if you if it doesn't become this taboo thing or this mm-hmm. other thing, and it's just part of the American culture. Like you know, pizza. That's that's not. You know, that's from Italy. So yeah, yeah. You know, all these all these things that we consider, uh, you know, hot dogs or German, like everything that we consider this American delicacy. It's from somewhere else. There's no mm-hmm. real. What, I mean, other than maybe uh, meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> meatloaf. Meatloaf. American is meatloaf. coming soon. <laughs> Which of the taco controversies do you have arguably the hottest take on? Whether it's the King James <laughs> oh, yeah, looking yeah, at Taco yeah. Tuesday, 
whether it's the breakfast taco wars, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever yeah. Yeah. stuff, whatever one, yeah. Taco Bell has, that, or the search for the perfect taco emoji. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think part, part probably the one was obviously we live in Austin, you know, so uh, and, and the whole controversy when when that that writer said that they. The taco, the breakfast taco was invented in Austin. So I was like, no. And actually, we were the one that put the kibosh on that. I was like, no, you got to go to San Antonio and South Texas because that's really kind of where you can uh, not only can you every like, uh, you know, uh, three to five mile radius get a damn good tortilla. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're going to buy you're going to find so many mom and pop shops there that have been doing it for generations. And if you got you got to go a lot farther than San Antonio before you get to the origins of the breakfast yeah, taco. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to talk about in Texas, it's probably Laredo or some border town where mm-hmm. where the where the, where it starts. You know, Laredo's uh, all about piratas and mariachis. They even have mariachis. cool names for their tacos. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They don't just say, "I want a you know fajita yeah. and cheese with bean." That's a pirata. Yeah. I don't want a breakfast taco. I want a mariachi. Yeah. You know, they yeah. have stories behind it because, like, oh, yeah. they they yeah. ate this taco in the morning and the salsa was so spicy. And they you know, to, like, yeah, yeah, like a mariachi, <laughs> a grito. <laughs> I don't know if I'm dragging you into a taco debate with our <laughs> sure. new taco editor because uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know your answer to uh-huh. this. But are burritos tacos? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I I see where he's coming from. You know, yeah. I uh, you know, but but for us, and I I'll let Mondo speak for sure. himself. But you know, we, we consider if you fold a tortilla, that's a taco. If you roll it, that's a burrito. Yeah, yeah. I think you know the thing is, while you have, there's like. So the difference is, I would say that uh, there's the the academic point of view uh, version, and, and yeah, yeah, it's probably been tested and it's completely true. But which when, is what? Which is that the the taco is a burrito, right? Okay. <laughs> but you try to explain that to your your, your abuela, and she'll smack <laughs> you with a guarache, <laughs> with a chancla, you know, you know. And that's why I think that was like such a big debate, where where you know, like you know, people are so um, tacos and and what they like, people what they like, it's so subjective that you know, it's kind of like messing with you know kind of what they grew up with it's like insulting your grandmother because like hey no my grandmother said that this is a taco it's not a burrito you know like and you have that 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 also those fights between like west texas oh west and, texas it's, and it's, the rest of texas well west <laughs> it could texas be the same, a, same thing inside though so we're just arguing over yeah. the delivery vehicle yes yeah exactly. the size of the tortilla the way it's wrapped uh mm-hmm. you know maybe the amount of fillings yeah uh but yeah and you know they're Breakfast but I've never, tacos. I've never eaten a an al pastor in a burrito. Just putting it out there. Ever? <laughs> you never eaten al pastor burrito? No, never. That's pretty good. Maybe that was my more my, my more diehard. Yeah, you gotta keep, keep you, you gotta you know the purity level. The purity, the purity. But I mean, you go to a mission, you know, mission in San Francisco, and you eat a burrito, and you go to that's true. You're right. You you're go right. somewhere, and you you eat it. It's it's. They're different. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you want to go back, I guess it's all, you know, we're, it was all corn to begin. If you go back far enough, yeah, they're yeah, all the same thing. Um, but I don't, do they have corn burritos? Uh, 
If they make them big enough. Yeah. There's tlayudas. That's like a flat yeah. pizza thing. So to be clear, you disagree. Uh, with sure. our Culturally, I disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, maybe semantically we agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was very political. <laughs> the next thing is what? The next thing is watching the rest of our episodes <laughs> and enjoying them. Yes, we're only, we're only two weeks into a eight week yeah. stretch here. Yeah, <laughs> but, but that's uh, you know we 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 wrote the blog. Everybody's like, "What's next?" So we wrote the awesome breakfast taco book, and then everybody's like, "What ne What's next?" And so we wrote the tacos of Texas, and then they're like, "What's next?" And then we did the PBS series on the tacos of Texas, mm -hmm. and you know what's next guys and so we're like you know every every time it's just like trying to take it a step up a little more i mean mm -hmm. I, I assume we, we'd love to go to mexico and mm -hmm. uh you know explore tacos all over the world but yeah. you know or cover the rest of the 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 nation you yeah know? everybody's upset the, we didn't come to their city like we went to eight cities eight cities and, it's, and last <laughs> and time i checked it's only more like than eight styles of tacos more than so eight cities in the united states plenty to go around <laughs> Yeah, for so sure. So maybe season two would be probably next step for us. Yeah. Because people have their opinions on tacos, mm -hmm. and, and as we discussed, a lot of them <laughs> uh, informed by tradition yeah. and what their grandmother might think is different than what they think. Sure. The feedback to the show, how much do you worry about that? I don't worry about it. No. I mean, I we, we, we did, you know, everything we do and have done is, is from really a pure place of, you know, one, like, corazón. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are taco journalists who are out there tr letting these people tell their stories. Yeah. And so it's not us out there, you know, telling you what we're the not, best we're tacos are. We're not experts. Are. Yeah. So know. we are, you know, we're trying to find these stories and, and we try to find compelling characters and we mm -hmm. try to, you know, get it as right as we can. And so if, if people don't like that, then... You know, there's there's a lot of other channels out there that can watch. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 we know that you know we're we're coming from a place of love and yeah. you know and, and kindness and uh, yeah. just want to respect. You know. Yeah, and I think you know people um, at first glance they're like, oh my god, you know, another taco thing, or they think it's a shtick, you know. Um, but once they get to know like the stories and our approach and. You know, we, we we treat every place, every person that w that we connect with or every taco that we eat with that love, admiration, and respect to the culture. And they re that's really kind of what comes across. And and we have some funny jokes in there in between. <laughs> we, did, we do some skits in there. Taco tips. We have taco tips. Taco and, True uh, Crimes. Taco True Crimes. Taco <laughs> Lab. There's a lot of fun stuff like that, too. Yeah. Not to end this by baiting you into another Texas monthly debate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but I suspect that over time and they've they've already started teaming up a little that our taco editor and our barbecue editor will be working together. Sure. Yeah. Like Batman and Robin. That's <laughs> That's fairly natural given the history of the taco in Texas. Yes. The barbecue taco fusion. Can you speak right. to that? Yeah, for sure. Or... I mean Mexicans have been doing that in the backyards for generations. You know, it didn't just start with, you know, um, t recently. And so when you think about, you know, one of the, when uh, we have, uh, we interview Miguel Vidal and his father, 
um, owner of Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue here in Austin. He's from San Antonio. So we talked to them about kind of, well, how did you learn? Well, I learned it from my, my father and my grandfather. And so it's like this generational type of thing that it, already, it was already happening. You know, it, it's, it wasn't a new thing. You have, um, you know, other other barbecue places, uh, Edio's out in uh, in Houston as well. And 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 if you go to we we went to the valley and and, you know, there's there's places out there. They've been doing it, you know, so it's so, you know, it's not while it might be trendy. It's definitely not new, you know, mm-hmm. so I and I think in Texas it works completely perfect. Because you're always like, I'm always like, hey, if I go to barbecue place, I'm gonna bring my own tortilla. You know, secure this white bread. <laughs> the proper vehicle to carry that tortilla in is what? Foil. <laughs> so you wrap keep it in it, a little keep foil. Keep it warm. Keep it warm. Yeah, if it's a cold day, just like a hand warmer. You know. You yeah, can, yeah. Look at that. I just got a taco tip. Taco tip. There you go. First one's free. <laughs> well, they're all free if you have El Rey. Though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> With that plug, thank you, John. <laughs> thank, thank you, Andy. New episodes of United Tacos of America air Tuesdays on the El Rey Network at 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. They're also available on iTunes and Amazon after each episode airs. To find El Rey Network in your area, there's a channel finder at elreynetwork.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at United Tacos USA. Meanwhile, a decade ago, there was no Texas whiskey. Today, the state's craft distillers are making world-class bourbons and single malts, and slick imitators are trying to stake a claim. Read more in our brand new issue, which has the whiskey boom on the cover, and find daily coverage of all things Texas at texasmonthly.com. We'd love it if you consider subscribing to our show, leaving a comment or rating us wherever you found us, and maybe even telling a friend. I'm Andy Langer, working with producer Brian Standifer. Thanks for being here, and thanks in advance for coming back next week. This is Wendell Truitt with WXTM reporting from west of Austin. Listeners know I have been following a trail of strange phenomenon sweeping through West Texas. Shockingly, it has been revealed that these events can be attributed to the existence of a never-before-seen behemoth creature. To both my exhilaration and terror, I have finally caught up with this creature and am laying eyes on it for the first time. Concealed in the underbrush, I have crept within 30 yards of the Colossus. It now stands before me, motionless, scanning the horizon, squinting into the distance. Ladies and gentlemen, the sheer size of the monster boggles the senses. A massive, scaled body supports powerful, spiny arms and legs. Dark claws extend from the ends of its hands and feet. A snake-like tail, as long as the creature is tall, twitches and flicks in agitation. Most shockingly, though, is the monster's absolutely gargantuan mouth. Never before have I... Wait... Something is happening. Yes, something has caught the creature's attention. It's it's sniffing the air. Some scent has grabbed its attention. Yes, yes, I can smell it too. A faint smoky tang of barbecue. Smoke is wafting from the east, from the direction of Austin. Oh my, the creature is rearing up to its full height. Ladies and gentlemen, I am at a loss to describe what I am seeing. It is absolutely massive. It's towering frame blocking up the sun. It's moving away now, moving in the direction of the smoke. Giant legs powerfully propelling it forward. Oh no, it's headed directly for Austin and nothing in its path can stop it.
To all those who can hear my voice now, be warned. The monster is headed towards Austin. If its previous behavior is any indication, it will be headed towards any sources of the barbecue smoke. If you are near a grill or a smoker pit, then you are not safe. The beast is unstoppable. It is inescapable. The beast is insatiable. <laughs>